I'm Robbie Thigpen, and welcome to the Sargassum Podcast. I'm Jenna Contuccio. And I'm Francesca Elmer, and we are your hosts for today. We are going to share with you the latest ideas and concepts about Sargassum and Sargassum beaching events, which have become an international challenge. Let's get ready to learn together. Good morning, everyone. I'm Robbie Thigpen here with you today. I'm uh, here with Francisca and Nina and Daria, who I thought was going to be a cartoon, but she turned out to be a real person. And all, and uh, yeah, we're going to get ready to Robbie, learn together. Today we we don't have um, Jenna, our new co-host, with us because she had a power outage. And you told me it's not a power outage because she lives in a rural village or because she didn't pay her bill. Why did she have a power outage, Robbie? Well, apparently, um, Southern California got a lot of this storm that's coming, that's reeking through the state right now. There's a lot of wind, and I guess there's power lines down. And also, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, but we're doing, we're experiencing really weird weather here in the state right now, as, as I think we are all over the planet. And, um, so yeah, but uh, I briefly chatted with her this morning, and she seemed to be okay. She's just a little bit frustrated that her phone's about to die. Because <laughs> I was going to charge it this morning, and yeah. now it's yeah you know, for sure. And I I remember her. So did you do any, anything fun week, this week? Including the weekend on our X Prize submission for Seafields. So I didn't do anything fun unless you uh, consider that fun. It was rather stressful, but we put it in yesterday. So now we just have to hope that we win one of the 15 prizes. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Today, you know, so what, what have we got on our this agenda thing today, today is talking to Daria and Nina. And Daria and Nina are part of Sea Solution. Um, this is an Enactus Munich project that works um, on turning sargassum into biostimulant, which is a type of fertilizer or similar to fertilizer for local farmers in the Dominican Republic. Um, Enactus Munich is the biggest student social entrepreneurship initiative in Munich, Germany. So Daria Parshina um, works on business development for Sea Solution and she just started a job as digital consultant analysis and is still working on her master's degree in management and technology at the TU in Munich. And Nina Bangert um, works on the production side of Sea Solution and she's working part-time as a student coach at TU Munich Center for Key, qualifi key Qualifications and is doing her master's in industrial biotechnology at TU Munich. Welcome Daria and Nina to our podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me throw a question out there that we should have asked before um, the meeting here today. And, I'll, um, and I think that maybe uh, Francisca got it right, but I don't think I would pronounce it correctly. What is C? solution how, how do you say that word? So it's C, C solution. C soil. One more solution. time, please. So it's a word play on soil and solution. So it's simply a compound word to describe what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, we usually get started off by asking just one simple question of both of you. And we, we ask this to everybody that comes on here. And we want to start with you folks as well. Um, 
Tell us what sargassum means to you personally. Okay, um, I would start on that one. So to me personally, and probably to many listeners, it is just a brown stinky algae. Um, Nina has a different opinion, and then we can also talk about our team's opinion. Uh, yeah, to me, it's more of a habitat because I actually, I just haven't really seen the negative impacts of it firsthand. And to me, I've just only ever seen healthy kelp beds in California. So to me, I haven't really seen the, the you know, the stinkiness of it as much. But yeah, to me, it's fascinating. Um, but for us, for us as a team, it's just a great opportunity to make an impact, actually, because due to the climate change that Robbie just mentioned earlier, there is more and more sargassum nearby the shore areas, which despite great properties of sargassum itself causes significant trouble for marine ecosystem and local communities out there. So we use something that is a plague uh, to turn it into an opportunity for agricultural and economic growth in that areas. Very uh, nice. Thank so you. the name Sea Solutions, as you already explained what it is made out of, um, gives it away a bit. But what are you exactly working on with sargassum? Um, yeah, so I know that most of the listeners that listen to this podcast probably already know a lot about sargassum, so, um, but I still just quickly wanted to recap why it is a problem. So, you know, the places where sargassum grows in excess are usually places with high nutrient densities caused by a combination of things, really, but also leakage of fertilizers, human waste into the ocean, as well as just that areas are heated because of increased water temperatures, also a side effect of climate change, and it just this this problem keeps expanding into different areas as well and yeah it grows in very thick dense deep patches of seaweed that reduce the oxygen and light in the areas below as well so and that can actually cause dead zones and sometimes you know wipe out ecosystems that live in the oceans below and yeah i think um i think it was estimated I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's somewhere around several thousand megatons of sargassum floating around. So it's just a, a, a large problem. And yeah, so furthermore, just when the algae washes ashore, it has an impact on the land animals and the animals that spend at least part of their life on the beaches, like hatching sea turtles. And yeah, so and you also have tourism, which obviously it smells bad and it's really far from the pristine white sand beaches that you'd want to see on a vacation. So as Daria said, for most people, it's just a brown slimy blob. And I doubt many tourists share all of our all of our passion for zergasm. <laughs> so yeah, all of these problems have been addressed in previous podcasts from you guys. So I just for anyone that's coming in from our side of our side of things, I thought it would be interesting for them to hear about some of the problems. But yeah, so and but in general, um, to come back to your question, what we're working on is that we're actually using the sargassum to produce an organic fertilizer and a plant biostimulant. So in general, most people probably know what a fertilizer is and that it's mainly used in agriculture. And, you know, it contains nitri nitrogen, phosphate and potassium and sometimes some other tr trace nutrients. And it provides the plants with scarce nutrients that limit the plant growth. In usual, like in just everyday environment on the on the fields, so biostimulants on the other hand, they can they can also contain nitrogen, phosphate, and potassium, but they can also contain other substances or molecules that can increase the plant's resistance to stress. So this is really important, obviously, because of incre increased environmental pollution overall, which is happening everywhere, and which just stresses the plant's immune systems. The and 
but the tropics in, in general are also just very susceptible to the effects of climate change. So that also impacts the plants and just giving them an advantage um, when you're using the, that biostimulant on them. So, yeah, and then if and when fertilizers are used, especially synthetic fertilizers, which is what's commonly used on pretty much any kind of agricultural product today, they actually cause the soil to deteriorate over time and it just it leaches into the groundwater as well as the ocean, which, which I mentioned earlier. So that's where we would come in and we can process the sargasm in a way to, be, to make it a, a biostimulant. And since it naturally contains some of the limiting nutrients, but also contains some sugars and other molecules that are helpful. Um, yeah, so that being said, we're not quite at the end of our research and our production process yet. There's still a lot of challenges that have been also talked about on this podcast with the arsenic. But we have several promising ideas and already solutions for uh, for these issues. So yeah, to summarize, we just want to re- reduce the negative impact that the this plague has on on the environment there, and also just help make some of the beneficial parts of sargassum um, make, make them available to the local farming communities. So just so <laughs> a solution from the sea. Uh, from the sea to the soil, so to speak. So that's where we have our name, name from. <laughs> um, one more thing I'd like to point out with what you're talking about uh, inorganic fertilizers that I, I think is uh, a really important point to make when you're discussing that, that most of these inorganic fertilizers mm-hmm. are petroleum-based. Exactly. Which is just another carbon problem. You know, anytime, any, any, anytime we're exporting more of these chemicals, it's not a good thing at all. But that being said... Uh, your project seems to be focused on uh, assisting and empowering local communities, you know, both farmers and fishermen, I suppose. Um, why? This is a two-part question, so, you know, one of you can take each one of them. But first, why is this important to you? And how can sea soil solutions so, um, help and First of all, every, every project at Anactos uh, contributes to several sustainable development goals defined by United Nations to make sure that we're working towards a better future. In our case, it is life below water, life on land, and economic growth. And I guess for every single member, there is an intrinsic motivation to make a difference and help our planet and the society to exist more sustainably. So that, that would be our intrinsic motivation. <clears throat> and regarding um, the benefits, so the closed loop, um, Use of algae creates sustainable um, sustainability for local communities and the usage of synthetic fertilizers are part of the problem there because large amounts of nutrients and other minerals, they leak into the ocean, they create a sargassum plague at the first place. And on top of that, they're also the main reason for 40% salinization and erosion of the soil in Dominican Republic where we're working. So farmers would benefit by using a harmless biostimulant without the addition of artificially produced additives. And on top of that, it is produced locally, so there is no carbon footprint from transportation. On top of that, we built a network not only within local farmers, but also local universities like Intec, Loyola, which can support their agriculture significantly with their knowledge and research. Now regarding local fishermen, um, well, in the first place, avoiding the appearance of these death zones created by sargassum and um, avoiding reduction in fish population means the ability to actually fish. Uh, but since we also plan to involve them in, into helping us to collect the algae, 
for our product, that means also the growth of the local job market for them. Very nice. Yes, Thank and you. I assume you're working with Andres from SOS Carbon on the fisherman side, who we interviewed earlier on our podcast. Um, so part of your team finally, finally made it to the Dominican Republic last October after not being able to go because of COVID for a while. And you went there to do some tests and get some samples, but also to connect with the local partners and learn from them. So tell us a little bit about the trip and what did you learn? Yeah, I think it was just really exciting for my teammates to finally get to see the country after just two years of research of planning it from Germany. And yeah, they, they and we just really learned how open and helpful the people in the Dominican Republic are and how just all people there pull together to try and get the problem under control without harming the environment even more. Yeah, and... I think so in Santo Domingo, we started with a few meetings with partners we knew, the startup SOS Carbon, which fo focuses on fishing algae out of the water, which you just uh, which you talked about in previous podcasts. But um, they, yeah, they helped us enormously gain, to gain a foothold. And they also provided important contacts to universities um, and potential stakeholders. Or, yeah, And we talked to, and like, like Daria just said, we talked to different universities, the professors, the students, we visited farmers markets, talked to the farmers about our project and our vision, and we fished the algae out of the water to, with the help of SOS Carbon and produced a prototype, which was then handed over to some of the farmers who are not, or who is now testing the fertilizer or the biostimulant on different plants. And yeah, so above all, we just really learned that the sargassum problem is just really pervasive and how everyone from Uber drivers, students to tourists that we that were talked to knew the word sargassum. Very nice. Um, I hope this next answer is like five words long <laughs> or maybe even two. Um, but how do students from Germany, and I, and I guess Russia for Daria, um, how do people from over there decide to the work um, and do so, research on a yeah, Caribbean I mean, issue? Team, team is fully based in Germany <laughs> to start with, um, regardless of our roots. So one of the founders was a TU Munich student who traveled to the Caribbean and he saw the problem. He saw the huge amount of sargassum that couldn't, just couldn't be right. And since he was already part of a great functioning team at Anactus working on different projects that later got cancelled, they, since they were a great team, they put their effort into the research to find the possibilities to solve the problem that he just observed. And the market in DR, as Nina already mentioned, uh, for an organic fertilizer turned out to be huge. Huge amount of algae in the country where 50% of land mass is used for agriculture, and which is also highly dependent on tourism on the other side. And the project is absolutely scalable, not just for DR, but in other Caribbean and not only Caribbean countries since they're facing the same problem. And yeah, as you mentioned, not just technically Germany, by now we also have people from DR joining our team in Germany. We have support from local farmers, we have support from local universities. So that would be a broader team that we have now. That is very cool. Well, that's a very well phrased response to that. That's a very well phrased response. Thank you for that. But I was really looking for something like because of the rum or because it's the Caribbean and, and just leave it at that. But well, that, Robbie, that yours was a much better answer. Thank you. There, you can't say anymore because I want to go to beautiful beaches and, and be on the beach and the turquoise water because unfortunately that's not how it looks like most of the time anymore. Or at least when you go and collect sargassum. 
So you said they were, um, the founders were a smaller team, but now you are, um, have grown and you're actually a team of 13 people and you're from different disciplines, um, which is really good um, because that's what you need for a team like this. But how is it to work in such a big team and what are the advantages of, of being from different disciplines and what is frustrating at times? Yeah, so we have so many different backgrounds and backstories in our team, which comes together. Like you said, it just makes it just really beneficial for, for the product, because if you have an idea for a product, there are different things that you need to consider. So for well, first, you obviously need a functioning product for which it's obviously most important that it works and it does what it's promised. But you also need an overall business plan and a business model that needs to be implemented. And you need the financial resources that need to be found, attained and also allocated. So, yeah, and then you also need a marketing team, which actually helps to reach the people and potential customers and partners. So, for example, with my background in biology and bi biotechnology, I understand more about the pro product side and the production side and the reactions within the soil and how that interacts with the with the plants, with the, yeah, just the economic side of it, uh, economic, uh, um, environmental part of it. Whereas Daria has a better overview of the overall know-how it takes to make the business work and and in turn, we just we learn from each other, and I guess that's why it just makes it so interactive and so fun. But for the difficulties, I guess that's also part of the difficulties because we do work in sub teams where we have ex experts on um, in certain areas. Like for example, me with the production side, I'm not as knowledgeable about other things. So sometimes when we work in these sub teams, it can just get it it just takes a little bit longer sometimes because coordination takes more time and yeah we we're also all students and we also just work on C solution in our free time without getting paid for it obviously so sometimes it just happens that people get really busy and during difficult phases like exam phase which we're doing right now it just it just happens that people are not quite as productive and yeah so because yeah most people are studying full time some have part time jobs and then also spending a lot of time on on this project so yeah we can't always work at full capacity like someone who is just getting paid to do this full time so yeah but when recruiting new members we're just really looking for team spirit and intrinsic motivation because that's really what keeps us keeps us together and you know makes us patch over some of the difficult parts sometimes and um yeah people yeah it just it's 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 a lot of fun to work with uh, such a big, big team with different different experiences and different knowledges because I also get to learn a lot about business marketing but I also get to you know use a lot of my knowledge about biotechnology so yeah everyone benefits uh, very nice thank you um, maybe you guess but maybe some of our listeners are, are students at different phases in their uh, academic career and um, how could you encourage them to take part in some kind of uh, student entrepreneurial initiives or even creating one such as a NACTUS um, well, and, and why would you think From my perspective, important? it's not only a chance to make an impact on social and ecological problems that we're trying to make, but also gain a lot more valuable hands-on experience compared to lecture hall. Um, there is a real startup environment, own responsibilities, a lot, a lot of teamwork, field experiments, testing, and so much more. And unlike case studies in the class, we can actually see our product, how it works and what impact does it make. Um, so that would be the most important part for me. And there is also a social aspect there because 
through Enactus, we get in touch with local students, we participate in many events, we find friends from all over the world and enjoy the parties together. So um, summing up, if you're a student, check if there is an Actus in your city or any similar organization and just go for it. Combine valuable hands-on experience with contributing to, to a more sustainable future. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nina and Daria, that's, thank you for a great interview and thank you for teaching us a little something. We, we appreciate that and we appreciate the encouragement of uh, you know, when, when we get an opportunity to encourage young people, especially young people encouraging young people I, I, I personally just love that and I was, and that's a just a you know really neat aspect of what we do um but before we go is there well, anything you like to add? thank you for giving us a space to just talk about our, our project because we're really excited about it and then you just also provide some really valuable resources for us to work with so yeah connection is the most important thing and you just created a space where everyone can connect about the same topic and it's 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 a really cool thing that you guys created yeah, I would. Um, I don't have much more to add to this. I also would like to thank you. Um, agree with whatever Nina just said. And I sadly really have to run because I'm terribly late for a working call. But I um, was super happy to be here. And I will send you a follow up as soon as I can find the context of the community I mentioned. Thank you so much for being here. So, well, what did we learn today? Well, I the part where they talked about their project, so maybe you can tell me what you learned about that, and then I'll tell you what I learned about the rest. Oh, well, it, they just said it's some really neat stuff they're doing, and, um, you know, it's a, a group thing, and it's all about relationships and friendships and stuff like that. The kind of stuff that you would expect to be coming out of my mouth they were talking about, and so, yeah, it was pretty exciting and all, and... Uh, I think it's a really good project they got, and uh, and once again, right there at the end, as as I was saying, I appreciated you know learning from them today, but I also appreciated uh, giving you know we we give all of our our guests a platform to discuss what they're doing, but moreover, I appreciate the opportunity to, to give them a platform to encourage other young people and students to uh, to get involved and all, and that's that's the that's a, that was the best part of the of this interview for yes, me um, when I was a student I was part of a sustainability club and it really like the same thing as they said you form friendships you learn how to run projects in real life and yeah it it really is it was one of the more fun parts of of my study experience was part of of being in that club and being really involved and and I would also say that if you're a student or a young person or an old person like anybody get involved get involved in your community get projects started don't just talk about doing stuff but actually go and do it and it's so much fun and what else did we talk about um you said oh man there was something else oh yeah you said how they're working with communities and they're using the same technique as you working with the community so that just tells me, not because your stuff is per se a success or that is the only way to do stuff, but I think they will be successful doing it that way. And especially coming from a different country and wanting to solve a problem, not in their own country, I think that's the only way to do it, is to really have strong ties and, and listen to the locals and what they need and not just impose stuff on them. And, it seems to me as that they are really doing that, which makes me really, really happy. Yeah, me too. 
And I uh, just want to thank all of you for joining with us and learning with us today. And all uh, we always like to learn with other people, and we appreciate that. I want you to know that the uh, podcast today was brought to you by the uh, Kimberly Green Center for Latin American and Caribbean Studies at Florida International University and Seafields, and all who is helping us bring this to you today. I want to give them a big up and all that. And uh, thank you for being with us and learning with us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in today and learning with us from our guests. If you want more information about what our guests talked about today, check our show notes for links and information in our archive. And don't forget to like and share our podcast with your friends. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us financially by becoming a Patreon. For as little as a dollar per month, you can support us and get the exclusive benefit of submitting questions for our interviewees before the interview. The Sargassum Podcast is produced by Marine Conservation Without Borders and is made possible with financial support and consideration from Seafields and the Kimberly Green Latin America and Caribbean Center, U.S. Department of Education Title VI grant. It is produced by Jose Martinez, Alex Danielli, Cleo Maradakis, Francisca Elmer, and Aloise Lopez, and is hosted by Robbie Figpen, Francisca Elmer, Jenna Contuccio, Florence Menez, Cleo Maradakis, and Paula Diaz. We'll be back in two weeks with another exciting guest. The music for the podcast is from the song Them A Pray by Drizzle, the Ron Drama, an artist from Rotan. Follow him on Spotify and YouTube for my music. But for now, this is the full song Them A Pray.